Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is November 23rd. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, hosting Thanksgiving. Got to get got a kind of big laundry list of things to do. Um, that's you know, intense. That's it stressful. It is and we got, you know, we got some other, you know, uh distant family in town that just impromptu uh Hangout this All afternoon. Added. Yeah, just added to the seats to the, to the table, or well, oh, no, or no, just, just like time. an added okay. session, which means every like the house needs to be clean before before yep. that. You know, just yeah, just, just added on Tuesday night at nine o'clock. You know, <laughs> did you guys, as part of your wedding, register for China and Crystal? No, did you do that whole deal? We didn't. Oh, very I, smart. I've I've I pushed. That was a contention. That was that was big. You know, that was a big sticking point. I said, "Why are we getting this thing that we might use once every four years?" And we don't. Yeah, and we we got it. And against like my mother in law, like kind of my wife did not want it. We got it. And we, now we get to Thanksgiving. Even when we host, we're like, no. We're not getting all that shit out, like having to wash it, clean it, put it all away. It's just like it's thousands of dollars worth of stuff that takes up space. And like, yeah, that that's when we hosted the first time. That was like the big the big task was getting all that shit out. It took like hours to figure that out. And now we're like, we're never doing that again. So it is it is stressful to host for sure. I think the hardest uh, thing we only have one oven. I think that's the big problem. Like ooh. people that have like multiple ovens have such an advantage, like, you know, yeah. but like having one oven. So we're doing, we're doing the tur- turkey. We're, it's not a big gathering. It's not like I'm not doing, we're just doing a turkey breast, which, you know, sucks. We aren't going to get the dark meat and, but, oh. but we're, uh, Might as well go get a rotisserie chicken for God's sake. Well, you know, I'm minute. doing a crock pot for it just to maximize, okay. you know, some space, space. Like, you know, open that, up the that, oven yeah. for a while. Getting creative. Yeah. yeah. You think you got to do that. That is stressful. You know, all those, uh, you know, billionaires with their two ovens out there have some it pretty places good, have you know? three or four, you know? <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> they do not things. not this not in central california single <laughs> oven households here Pri- space is at a premium out in central california so uh all right we'll get to it everyone have a good thanksgiving obviously i've traveled you're at home uh you know i don't the know we should say could some be, could be you know dicey for this episode my levels my volume may be off and on who knows what's happening we're gonna do a lot of sgs golf advice for this one kind of as a your interview didn't get cobbled s- together to start we had to <laughs> we had to kick that can down the curb again um it's probably I, it's, coming look, on monday this is a time of the year when we sh- we shouldn't be like really busting our ass but we kind of end have ended up doing that and always, every year and this year may be more of a race than ever for all the different kinds of things we're working on but um, it will come. It will come. It probably won't come Friday. 
this will be a golf advice heavy travel kind of for the weekend uh, podcast a little bit here at the top on the pip. Uh, I guess we should say in the spirit of Thanksgiving, thank you guys for continuing to listen in. Thank you for your continued support. I think this is our fifth, fifth Thanksgiving episode or week of Thanksgiving week of still recording this podcast. Um, yeah. So we appreciate it. Thank you guys. Hope you guys all get to spend some time with family, friends, whatever you do um, and enjoy it. And if you're, you know, UK, Australia, I guess, enjoy the World Cup or just enjoy whatever it is Aust- that you're going to do. The Australian PGA. We're, uh, we're Leishman's yeah. making some declarative statements. Leishman, Mark Leishman apparently telling people, or I, I saw it on Golf Channel, that he's fine not playing the majors anymore. And you and I had a little chuckle about this before we were recording. That they've moved the walls in at the ballpark too. It's just become... A strikeout home run game. One of the two outcomes, the balls are juiced. And when they're not juiced, the pitchers are putting the sticky stuff on them. So you can't make contact. So it's either you, you, you swing and a miss or you swing and hit it over the park. And I guess that's how he views the majors now at this point. It's just the not, game, doesn't reward The game's his. passed him by. It's, it's adapted. And, uh, and John, Ol- the John, by. John, John Olrood of the, of, the, of the golf world. It's no more. You can't. You can't afford to have contact. John, contact hitters at, on the corners. You can't have. Leishman can't survive. So he's he's fine with the with no major access. I mean, it, this is a the crazy majors. statement of a guy that like ser- has seriously contended at majors in his career. You know, near misses. Yeah, but like. S- Six years ago, seven I years ago, I feel like he was in the mix at some masters, like. That's Always the, at the Masters. That's the wild thing. It's like this guy, like it's just like, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I he guess T five at the Masters, twenty twenty one. So that wasn't that long ago. I mean, I don't know what kind of T five that is. You know, Hideki. Um, I guess how the close thing he was. I feel like he was in the mix that that he might have led after thirty six holes that year. Okay. Um, okay. But the uh, I think I guess the one thing you do kind of appreciate that this guy isn't kicking and streaming and he's accepted you know hey i took i took the bag from live and i knew this was a potential outcome so yep it is important to say that i think yeah he he is sort of accepting of his his fate i suppose if if instead of screaming about yo we should get owgr points today tomorrow um, so yeah, that was amusing though, just, just to see him be fine with the majors don't accept him anymore. We should add, um, this episode is brought to you by the pro shop, fried egg pro shop. We have our black Friday. I don't know if you've heard about this, but it's a big week for commerce, big week for sales, discounts, things of that nature. Black Friday is now a month long. I, the emails have been coming for two and a half weeks. They will come for the next two and a half. Cyber Monday is, you know, 18 days in perpetuity um but for us it's just through what monday, monday. is that what our uh, monday in the fried egg pro shop it's 20 percent off everything applied automatically at checkout and everything means everything that includes photography right prints yeah. uh from the print shop which is obvi- obviously always a great gift idea um meg adkins has done a fabulous job in conjunction with a little bit with will knights uh stocking the shop with just different kinds of vendors, different kinds of things, different kinds of price po- price points. There's a lot of stuff in there that I personally would want, would like, will acquire. Some stuff I might not, but most of the stuff I'm quite pleased with. 
Yeah. Um, so it's 20% off. Lots of stuff. I think it's the it's definitely the the most variety we've ever had in the shop, and uh, it's exciting. Uh, and the you know I would say uh, you know obviously it helps us uh, stay you know independent and and uh, not you know sell out. I think that's the biggest thing that uh, that you know we're trying to do. We the biggest thing. So that like we if you do. don't buy a head cover or a layering piece. You might come next week, have us shouting "Kaboom, baby!" on the podcast. Oh, come on! Because we need this. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It doesn't. I mean, it's of course every little belt that helps us stay independent and um, do what we want to do, go where we want to go. So we appreciate the support um, in the show, pro shop. So that will be going on 20 percent off applied at checkout. All right, let's do quick news. Uh, quick kind of schedule for the week. You mentioned the Australian PGA. We also have the. The Joburg Open, so it's kind of an international week, obviously, with Thanksgiving here in the United States. Uh, some overnight golf, some early coffee golf, all on uh, Golf Channel. Probably a lot of um, Tommy's Honor, things like that. You know, whatever. All like, uh, yeah, maybe. Not Caddyshack. Caddyshack might be tin out cup. of the price tin point. Cup. Yeah, Tin Cup gets it a lot. But yeah, it's it's more of a Tommy's Honor and original like golf films, I think, that Golf Channel has the rights to. Uh, there's yeah, there's a lead event, the Andalusia uh, for the women, but yeah, that's it. That the 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 Joburg, which is kind of nuts. Like the DP World Tour ended like 24 hours ago, and they're just back in the saddle. It just seems Africa. unnecessary. It's the same thing with the tour. At least the tour has like 10 days off or something, or like eight days off. But this is when. They want to go to, you know, Sunshine Tour and all that stuff. I don't know. It's just when they go. Is the Australian PGA this week? I don't really see it. I or thought it? so. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. You're right. Midnight comes on. So, okay. That'll be nice nighttime golf. Nine That's your schedule for, for the week. For, for Central Californians and, uh, and I was Pacific say. Northwest. Uh, we don't need to say any more about that. Schedule for the week. PIP results are in. Dylan DeShare, I believe, had this first on Twitter. Uh, Tiger Woods is your winner of the 2022 PIP. This is now 20 people. Tiger wins 15 million. I did find, again, I've mentioned this. The cycle we're on is a little curious. We're now ending this like November 15th. Whereas last year, you know, Phil's doing his like victory lap as he goes to Capaloo and like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. We still got to tabulate father, son. Still got to tabulate through December. And then they kind of let Tiger cross him there at the wire. It feels like one of these these F1 scandals where you don't, you hear about like these restarts and you don't understand how they're, maybe they're, you know, advantaging one driver over the next. But uh, the cycle, I guess, is now like a, you know, November through October deal. They let Tiger kind of clip fill at the wire last uh, year, but now can, it's, can it's I result. Can I say something it's, it's real quick about up. the schedule? Yeah. Yes. If, you're, if this is going to be the PIP calendar, why is it in the season calendar? When effectively it is the season calendar. Um, you mean like, why are they, why are they including the Sanderson and the RSM and all that when it, when it's a new season technically? Yeah. What it's so mean? weird. It's like, well, the PIP calendar is different than your season calendar. The season I calendar mean, is different than the major ca- Like, you know, there's no cohesiveness to the schedule. There's, it's just nothing like, matters. everything's just all made up. hodgepodge together, you know? Right. Yep. Uh, I will read through. This is via Dylan DeShare. Tiger's first, 15 million. Rory's second. Jordan Spieth, this sort of... 12 million for Rory. What do you... Rory. 
12 million for Roy, 9 million for Spieth. What do you call Spieth? Irrelevant? I don't know if you, what would you call him? Uh, he's just but, another he's, guy. <laughs> just another guy at number three, 9 million. Uh, Justin Is he Thomas Baker Mayfield? Four. Is he the new Baker? No. God. I, I was, I was actually, I almost tweeted this on the plane. I was listening to a podcast and Baker came up. And I just thought to myself, like, oh, my God, like the Baker-Ricky comp has gotten better over the last yeah, year. Sam Darnold is starting, I think, for the Panthers this week. It's bad. It's sad. like, thank God. Like this time last year, it was a real thought about the Browns. We're going to give him like the Josh Allen, like that whole the Josh Allen contract, that draft Deshaun class Watson. contract. One more week until Deshaun Watson. That'll be fun. Can't wait. Um, He's got, starting came to home practice. To Cleveland. He is practicing. It's just great. The Browns, whatever. But the ba- why, are you, why are you bringing up Baker? You think Spieth is Baker Mayfield? Just went 5-0-0 <laughs> no. in the President's Cup. He's third in the pip. He's you know a top 15 player in the world. Probably as good a bet as any to win the Masters. Come, come by I, April. He's Baker Mayfield. I don't okay. think he's Baker. I'm going to say... I'll say that he's... Kyler? It's not a Garoppolo. bad... Kyler, Kyler's a good comp. Ky- Kyler might be it. Like where he's <laughs> oh god. <laughs> like when, he's, when it's loves- going, it's a must watch. When it's going well, it's like yeah. absolutely explosive. Must watch. But there's and a like, lot of kind of tons junk of in tons of monetization around him. Tons of hype. But really, when it boils down to like when you start out of control, out the, the the quarterbacks that you'd rather have than him, it like the the list gets pretty big. Maybe Russell, Russell Wilson. No, no Russell. Russell's completely yeah. washed. Russell Wilson. He's completely washed. No, up. this is and why Russell because was... he won a Super Bowl. Russell's he was Bryson. great. No, Russell. Russell's Jordan. He's he has Russell. all this hype. No. He's still got the no. commercials. I guess the thing is like everybody Jordan likes Spieth Jordan. Is third the, in the, the thing pit. about it is everybody that everybody likes. Uh, everybody likes Spieth. Nobody likes Russell Wilson. That's where it falls. Russell apart. Wilson is Bryson. Completely awkward on social media, doing the weirdest <laughs> things, wanting everybody to love him, but and instead driving everyone away and, and actually turning everyone off, being completely awkward. Yes, he's in, believing in junk science like nano bubbles and things like that. Um, the thing I don't yes. like about the Kyler thing is Kyler's never won anything, and Spieth has won three majors. So, like maybe. Maybe he's, Aaron, just, maybe he's Aaron Rodgers. I was gonna. I almost went there. Maybe he's just like you know, just God, just he's not, gonna win two majors this year, and you're just gonna be. I, I, that's I, fine. He's still so I'm good. I'm rooting for him. I hope. I hope. Okay. This hap- This is just a purely like this is an objective. What I believe is an objective assessment of what of what he is right what now i believe is an objective <laughs> assessment like that's that's like an oxymoron what i believe that's this is just your own personal <laughs> subjective assessment is basically what you're suge- saying all right it, he is what he is i suppose just another guy but he's third justin thomas is fourth scotty rogers, scheffler I think rogers is the spot rogers is it <laughs> that's Speed is like 27. Come on. He's um, like almost 30. All right. JT is four. Rom fifth. Scheffler sixth. Xander seventh. I was a little surprised by Xander being seventh. Yeah. I, I know he was on TV a lot. 
Uh, but it's just interesting. Uh, you know, I think he played his way onto TV. I think that helps. One other obviously question. A mix of, so what? You're giving out $100 million. And you're assigning spots. Like you're assigning numbers to these guys. Can we talk about how seventh place through 10th gets the exact same amount of money? And 11th place through 15th gets the exact same amount of money? And then 16th through 20th. Like, how uncreative is that? I mean, would you want him to descend by like 150 grand, yeah. 150 grand? If, all the if way you're going to put numbers next to their name, I think that you should divvy up the money accordingly. Like, it should matter yeah. that I'm seventh and not 10th. Like, I imagine there's somewhat, and, and they have like the. Dylan had the. Um, they the had breakdown. the cross tabs there. Yeah, yeah. they had the, cra- yeah. the cross tabs. I mean, the difference between Xander and Tony Finau is really significant. And Xander's seven, Finau's 10. And they both get yeah, the same amount of money. It just seems like, again, like, <laughs> can we just put a little bit more effort into this? The whole thing's You're giving out a hundred million dollars. Could you just maybe spend a couple days on it? Stagger it a little bit. Yes. Um, so the five million dollar bucket, though they all have different scores. Are Xander, Fitzy at eight, Zalatoris at nine, Finau at ten. These feel like guys who had years that should be rewarded in kind. Maybe not the popularity contest, but they played really well or well, are stars. Ironically, go ahead. I was thinking about this too, is that Fitzy and Zalatoris' years, like what we what they had great years and their great years, like they sure they played well on the PGA tour, but their great years were in the majors. I know. That there's a PGA tour dole out and these guys why they are on this list was because of their uh, their performance in tournaments that aren't PGA Tour events. I'm, say- I'm hey, not who saying are your that top five matter. players of this year. All events, but uh, waiting the majors. Cam- top five players Cam- this year were Rory, Cam Scheffler, Smith, Cam Smith, Scheffler. Fitzy, Fitz, yes, and I think Salatoris, maybe JT. Right, it gets a little dicey. Skills a little dicey. I asked this. There was this, there was an exercise in the forthcoming normal sport book by Kyle Porter, and Xander made the list. And I was aghast at that over like Fitzy and Zalatoris and players like that, which you'll have to read. But I, it seems pretty that. clear to me that well, it's tease. Scheffler. <laughs> yeah, it's Scheffler. Obviously, Cam Smith and Scheffler, Rory. Fitzy are four. And then I think like you rounded out with like a JT or Zalatoris would be that. I JT just don't think it's for was, Sam, but JT obviously got the major, but he was pretty lackluster. Yes. Um, you know, it just wasn't, it, it was a good, he had a really good year. Like, this is the thing. It's like, yeah. Um, so did Xander, by the way, but it was a Zurich, a, a, a you know, a Scottish open and, you know, Ram would so, say he belongs in it because he won on three continents. I don't think so. Not this year. Uh, he was great. Maybe six or seven. But um, Zalat- right, Zalatoris being effectively I, one putt away 
uh, yeah. two for two majors is like yep very significant yep. to me. Yeah, I, I I think he's fifth. I, I think he's deserving of it and won a FedEx Cup event. You know, those don't grow on trees. Eleventh uh, is Colin Morikawa. Everybody did the whole thing where they make the two L's in his name ones to make it an eleven. Is he's eleventh. Is second that too high year given his year? I mean, is he going to be, he's going to find some, take some umbrage with it, I'm sure, given how little, little frosty he's been in recent. <laughs> 11, 11, but he didn't have a great year by, by his standards. I think, Although, you I know, think Trevor Immelman should, Immelman uh, what should was the mix up with Immelman, tre- the bar, the ceiling or something? If Trevor should double down right now, get the tweet out of, and say, is this too high for Morikawa and, and ignite the feud? Just get the rivalry going. Is 11th in the pip Colin's ceiling. We've now seen it for two years in a row. Can't break through that ceiling of 11th. Not a top 10 player. Um, all right. Shane Lowry. This is the $3 million bucket. Shane Lowry, Kevin Kisner, um, Max Homa, Billy Horschel. That's 11 through 15. Anyone surprise you there? Lowry a little bit, international guy. You like to see it. This needs international flavor. It being a PGA Tour list. Obviously, plays predominantly on the PGA Tour. Has been Kisner outspoken about a, Liv, too. One for the good guys, he said after winning Wentworth. Kisner is, it seems like a social media barstool help there, right? And also just kind of always a... a Sort of fan favorite on, on Twitter. Speaking of that, Max Homa, 14th. Good for Max. He actually won quite a bit this year. You know, seems appropriate. Obviously, highly entertaining. And Billy Boy, highly entertaining for maybe intended and unintended reasons. You always know? open. Sometimes it when it he's not shows what, what happens when you're always available to talk to reporters. The Billy Horschel story getting 15 here. They need a baton twirling index of, of you know, uh, actual, how many successful baton completions did you, you know, that should uh, factor into your pip score. Ricky Fowler at 16. 16. Now, is that a, is that a bad thing? Is that a good thing, given that he's just absent on leaderboards? Where would Baker uh, be? If- Where would Baker be in the, <laughs> in the pip rankings? If it was Baker it was is NFL player. so far, I mean, like 75. <laughs> he's just not. He's still in commercials. Is he? I, I think so. Is he really the progressive and all that? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, if I'm like Puma and Farmers and all these others and, and whatever else, he, everything he endorses. Rocket Mortgage, 16 down behind Billy Boy. That's not the Ricky zone you expect when you're investing in Ricky. But, uh, you know, he's a he's a good brandsman, whether his, his scores have not been up to snuff or not. But he's still on the pip. He pro- you know, he had, Adam's- he had a kid. I, I think there's also like, uh, you know, Spieth had a kid this year, right? Rom had a kid this year. Is there a correlation to having kids? And no. Homa had a kid. Ricky had a kid. No. You get a big social media bump from that. Oh, that's true. That's what I'm saying. It's like one of those. It's a it's a huge social media bump. Like, you know, you think Spieth brought his kid out at the President's Cup? Remember when he did that maneuver on the first tee and held his kid up? You think that was a pip play? You think he's exploiting <laughs> no, his no. exploiting his baby? Just, Is that what you're I'm suggesting? Just pointing, I'm pointing his child out for pip I'm points. I'm just pointing out. All right. That there right. is I think there could be a correlation with with having a kid. And this is not it's not like they're making a pip play. It's just simply the announcement of having a kid. A, a 
the announcement of my wife's pregnant. Get some juice off that. Yeah. The announcement of the kid's birth. That's juice. That's yeah. social media catnip. <laughs> Name. It's an aggregation station. And maybe there's a correlation Everybody post here. that. But you got to be in a certain stratosphere to start with where having a kid people care about. Where like Golf Digest, Golf.com are going to make a post about you having a kid. Like what's the threshold there? They're not writing about how Brendan Steele had a kid. Right? There's not going to be a, a blog Kelly post Kraft. about Ty- Tyler Duncan <laughs> welcomes his second child. So like you're starting the from a thing, position it, of pip strength anyways. Kids get brought up on broadcast a ton. They do. They do. That, that, that is. Now we're going to have, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll see. We'll see. We have Antonio Cromartie situation, maybe, with guys going for pit <laughs> points. So we got to be careful with what we are assigning weight here. Um, all right. Adam Scott, 17. Jason Day, 18. Patrick Cantlay, 19. And uh, Victor Hovland, 20. Those guys all get 2 million. Ricky down to Hovland. Uh, Day, Day if I'm is Patrick still, Cantlay, Day I might is- be a little pissy. Day is still yeah. dining on on being world being world number one matters is is a you know a theme too here. Jason Day being head of Patrick Cantlay in what world? Like I know we occasionally pop Cantlay for his majors performance, but like I mean, people Patrick know Cantlay who Jason is Day a, is. Like it's it kind of goes to like majors matter. And Cantlay's this been, was, I mean, been an invisible man at majors. Cantlay went off right about this whole pip thing at Riviera. I think that yeah. was this year, where he's like, "I don't, I, I give a shit about playing for money on the course," which could come back to haunt him if he were to go live. You know, it might be, a, you know, it's kind of it runs against what he said there. But, um, I think you would have reason to think this is completely bogus, making I don't know a million dollars less than Kevin Kisner. Uh, I think he belongs in that Finau Zalatoris Xander Fitz zone. Um, is he? If we're is talking he about Ryan strength Tannehill? of years? No, come on. What just doesn't it fades when it matters in the first round of the playoffs? <laughs> they have a bye, but also it doesn't get any credit ever because he's in this offense that like he just hands the ball. I off think Ryan Tannehill like, gets the appropriate amount of credit. <laughs> that guy sucks. Come on, Cantley might get the appropriate amount of credit, not in the pip, uh, but like Tannehill would would a pip money. <laughs> I think Titans fans are oh, way like hate Tannehill, right? What about they, Kirk they, like, is is can't like Kirk Cousins? Oh, God, that's not a bad one. <laughs> just a stats monster, fantasy guy, but you know, you just like when it, you know, the chips are down at, at, at the playoffs or prime time. Isn't he the one that like misses? He's like zero and ten in prime time games too. That might be a real good one. I don't think we started this pod expecting a a QB comp for players, but I, I love that one. All right, additional players. Hideki, Cameron Young, and Sam Burns are added. Hideki's 11th, gets 2 million. Cam Young, they all get 2 million. They would have qualified under the 2023 criteria despite failing to do so under the 22 criteria. The PGA Tour just decided to give them Oh, they just cash. Opened up another 6 Made million. It up. Hideki, here's $2 million. Please stay. Please love us. Cameron Young, the same. Sam Burns, the same. Obviously, Sam they're Burn, all. I wouldn't me, say they're to be Sam Burns is the one that's just like, wait, what? Why? Why give him that? Or why is he rated that high? Yeah. 
Interesting. Performance on, on the course, probably, you know, but like, doesn't give us much off the course. The the what's the most off the course, most memorable off the course Sam Burns moment? You tell me, and I'll I I, I have mine <laughs> locked and loaded. Um, oh, something Presidents Cup. I nothing. I nothing jumps to mind this year. Out, outcast, something like fishing I'm with Scotty Scheffler. Overall, Outcast Ever. Billy Boy photo. Yeah, right. And I'm sure Billy was the instigator behind that, right? That's true. Yeah, like yeah, remember there's all like, the Sam Burns, Scotty Shuffler hanging out. Content. Yes, we went fishing. We took we went to Cabo or wherever together. That's kind of the extent of the burn stuff, which I don't mind. I, I don't, you know, I I don't I don't mind guys being anti thirst. Yeah, anti I'm, I'm being quenched, and Sam Burns seems to be that way. So. Um, all right, that does it. Any other reactions to the pip? Any general themes? I think you've kind of gotten at uh, gotten at a few of them. I think it's amusing that they just started doling out cash to three random 2023 guys that would have qualified under 2023. It's it's an imperfect system. They're trying to get around. Well, it's an imperfect their whole nonprofit system. structure. It seems like they haven't really thought about it. Is the problem like just the, the I'm idea sure that they thought about well, it? The idea that you're going to rank everybody and then it, there's no benefit to being seventh or tenth is cr- crazy to me. That's like as a matter of fact, be- I would contend they probably had too many people think about it, and that's how we ended up where we at. It's been watered down and imagine and adjusted imagine if you were playing in a tournament. Imagine if you were playing in a tournament. All right. Let's just say the Masters. Imagine you're playing the Masters. You finish seventh and somebody finishes 10th. You shoot six shots better than them. You finish seventh. They finish 10th. I know how absurd it is that there'd be a six shot gap between seventh and 10th, but we're just using this as an example. And you get paid the exact same amount of money as the other guy. You'd be like, wait, what's going on? Or let's just use a real world example. You're a sales rep. There's two sales reps. I sell $500,000 of stuff. I'm the seventh best rep in the company. Employee X sells $410,000 of stuff. And he's the 10th best sales rep. And we get paid the exact same amount. It doesn't make any sense. That's effectively uh, this yeah. is a bonus. No, I get this is a bonus, and bonuses are tied to performance. Uh, but there's like also just sometimes levels, like the FedEx Cup level, like whatever the bonus level, you know, of of twenty five to fifty or whatever it is, and the FedEx Cup standings all gets the same amount. What I'm or saying love, is, it the shouldn't best be when, that way. It should it, it should all they sh- there should be incentive to be eighth versus tenth. The best is when I you contribute to like your kid's school, like the the capital campaign, and you get in like you know whatever the the platinum ambassadors club, but like ambassadors clubs, like what I'm just making up names. I don't know what they are, like five hundred to a thousand dollars. Like oh, we're giving five hundred one dollars. Well, they'll list us. They might they, everyone in the program might think we gave a thousand because you're just thrown into that five hundred a thousand bucks. I'm, I'm just using arbitrary numbers there, but yes, that is our that is our strategy for giving to our kids schools and things like that for maybe the pip as well um all right speaking of sales can we just can we segue that into uh sgs golf advice yeah do a little bit of that um 
the email is sgsgolfadvice at gmail.com. I we would love for you to send us what you have. Uh, we have a lot of them, but we would like you to keep sending. We have probably 10 years worth. No, we have we have several shows worth of emails, but vary it up. Keep sending what you got. We're, we're getting new and, and entertaining quandaries and examples uh, each and every week. Uh, we'll do some today. You ready? For I don't one? know that we'll have a Friday show. Can we do a Friday? I was going to segue into the sales thing. Oh. We're talking about sales bonuses. Can we talk about the Andy Bernard? Oh, yeah. The real life Andy Bernard. Yes. <laughs> talking about you know sales bonuses and quotas. This is from Dave. I've been with my company for close to seven years now. First four years with this company, I was just a sales rep. There was a guy, Steve, not his real name, who joined the company. Also as a sales rep about a year after I started, and he still works with me. Well, actually, this is where things get sticky. I became Steve's boss three years ago when I was promoted to VP, and he was promoted to director. I've come to find that he's literally a real-life version of Andy Bernard prior to his leave of absence from anger management therapy. So, so that's Andy Bernard from The Office. The Office. Pre- he's talking version. about Andy Bernard leaving for anger management. Not, not Steve. <laughs> not Steve. The strange part, though, is that he's actually an extremely level-headed person at work, and all our years working together were never once had any conflicts within the confines of work. That is not the case, however, outside of work, all caps, especially on the golf course. So this is a genre of angry playing partner, but here you have the sort of interplay of a coworker or subordinate. We'll get to the, to the sort of explosive circumstances. He literally turns into a hothead lunatic with no sense of rationale. I've played golf with him dozens of times and thought it was weird at first, but I shrugged it off for a while thinking maybe he was just hyper competitive or something. I should add this. He sucks at golf. <laughs> and yet he still always insists I on love, playing me for I love money. getting the shot in. <laughs> like, this, is, he always, this, is, this has been taking up uh, some, mental, uh, some of my mental capacity is like what to do with this guy. I'm just going to get a real quick shot in. He sucks. <laughs> He sucks. He always insists on playing for money. I have literally never lost to him. <laughs> a few months ago, I decided to treat Steve and two of the sales reps who report to Steve to a midweek round of golf to celebrate them for exceeding their quotas. We got to the 17th tee and Steve was on one. I'd already closed him out two holes earlier <laughs> and he had been drinking pretty much the entire round. So you can imagine where this is going. <laughs> this is where things... Took a very unexpected turn for the worse. I snap hooked my drive on 17 and thought it was long gone, so I grabbed another ball to hit a provisional. He starts yelling at me that he sees my ball in the left rough. I tell him very calmly that I don't think that's my ball, considering how I watched it fly deep into the woods. <laughs> he then proceeds to step up and kick my would-be provisional <laughs> ball off the tee. Pushes me. And then gets in my face, screaming at me, saying over and over, are you calling me a liar? Let's go right now. No one calls me a liar to my face. I would parenthetically add, I don't think he called him a liar. He did not say that. Wait, Come on, you him. P word. <laughs> he pushed him. Kicked the ball off the tee. He <laughs> called me a liar. No one calls His me a liar boss. to myself. Come, Come on, you wussy, but with a P, let's fight. Mind you, two of Steve's sales reps, like his guys, his employee, like his subordinates are witnessing all of this as their boss is going nuclear on me, his boss. I obviously did not fight him seeing as how I would have undoubtedly been fired for doing so. I, I, I seriously considered firing Steve for that incident, but I did not do him and I talked things out the next day and made amends. He has made 
He has asked me several times since then to play golf with him, but I've made up excuses for why I can't make it. I've found myself in quite the predicament here. I would love to play golf during the work week, but I also don't want to risk an encounter like that with him ever happening again. Please advise on what I should do. Um, I'm incredibly impressed you didn't push him back or throw him in the lake. I, I know you're his boss, and I guess that would be an issue too, but I if guy kicks the ball off your tee and starts pushing with you, I would have a hard time not at least turning it mildly physical. I'm not saying you fight him, but go ahead. Oh, can I can I follow up here with an added tidbit that I uh, extracted from uh, from our, our emailer? Yeah. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Steve tried to fight a coworker over a board game. <laughs> no. <laughs> this guy's got to go away. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here's the issue is like I imagine that hyper competitive is a very good, it's a good sales rep. Um, like, and I, I'm guessing if he got promoted to director of sales, like he's probably good at his job. Right. And he said like, this would run counter to the, not the VP. Yeah. Only to, director. Like this can't, can't happen. Beat him at golf. It can't happen yeah. in front of like your coworkers. I think like you gotta be very direct with him. You like he's asking you to play golf. I would just be like, "Hey, come in this, come you're in this lunatic. room," and I would be like, "Dude, I'm never. I don't want to play golf with you because you're a lunatic." You know, like I don't know how the whole conflict got resolved with the, with the, with the golf course, the this, the sales reps. Like, this, I would have, I would have been, like, I would have been like, like I would have like had him in a room the next day, being like, "What the, what the hell is wrong with you?" Like this is totally unacceptable, and like you got to document all this stuff because like you were at like a company function effectively, right? Um, right. So right. I think um, I think from from the sense like you got to level with this guy. Like you got like real problems on the golf course, and it's not fun to play golf with you um, because like you put me in really the- a really bad position. Like he put you in like an awful awful situation. And like that, at that point, like you play golf for fun. Like golf's supposed to be fun. Like you're not supposed to be in these situations that are like, like you could lose your job over. Like that, that's absurd. Like this guy, I would say, like I would give him a talk and be like, dude, this is like a real problem. Um, and if it continues, like you're gone. Um. Yeah, I get I get our emailer's quandary. Like he like wants to play golf. This is an opportunity for him, like an easy win for him to someone who loves golf to play golf during the work week, right? Like it presents but obviously this isn't really a tenable arrangement. Well, also like. think about it, you he's know? a sales guy and he's gotta go like imagine if he go you can't send this guy to go play golf with a client. Right. 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 That's like, I, you can't I, over a ball. Like I could see like uh, that. And the that, match was over. You know, the ball. That, right. Over a ball that might, you think you saw, but he says he did. It's not it. Like this wasn't like a contested drop or was the ball OB or not OB. Like and the match was still on. Like this is such a pointless thing. He was clearly had too much to drink, but I think you'd never play with this guy again. And you tell him why you're never playing with him. Again. Yeah. I think and you got to tell doing. him. So, and okay. then and then I would tell All him right. that you're not playing with him, and then go play golf with other sales reps. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, the guy's amazing at his job, too. That's another consideration. You, you don't want to lose a good guy. Well, that's guy's the doing tricky good work, thing, too. right? But it's like, honestly, like I would say to game. him, I would say to him, like, if you keep doing this, I have to fire you and I don't want to fire you. Right. But like you're putting me in a position where right. I have to like I enjoy you as a person when you're not on the golf course or in a competitive competitive environment. But this is absurd, you know. I don't know. I think right. that's the only way you could deal right. with it, right? Um, I got one yep. here. Go. All right, how to convince a friend to get a lesson? One of a. Here's the, here's my predicament. One of my regular foursomes comes replete with one of my oldest friends. Let's call him Alex. We all love Alex. We have known each other for almost 40 years, and we are in our early 40s. So essentially, like, friend for life. Uh, the problem yep. with Alex is simply this. He sucks, and he just can't seem to get better. <laughs> the rest of us are nines to nine to elevens. So like, I think it's important to note, like good, but like, you know, these, these guys aren't break, aren't shooting 68. Like this is not like, yeah, these are guys that probably don't have like the highest expectations of a friend. Right. Depending on work and family responsibilities, uh, it, nine to eleven. But, right, but Alex is sitting at a hard 19 to 22. I mean, he's not that bad. I, uh, Okay, keep going. Keep going. I mean, some people just I don't, aren't good I don't, at golf, What's right? the problem here? Yeah, what's the problem here? Like, you, you're you not going to play with him because he's like nine to ten shots worse than you? I don't, like, uh, either you play with him or not. He's your, he's your friend. Like, I don't get what the quandary is. <laughs> All right. Play and with the, the guy. And the thing is, he is the best athlete in our group. His dad is 74 and is still an 11. <laughs> good. Alex goes to the range all the time and pounds balls off of mats with no plan. He buys new clubs from time to time and sends countless emails and texts announcing that he's quote unquote, he's figured it out at the range or this new club is the answer. Things reached an apex recently. I don't like that. I hate that. (laughs) I hate when guys say they found it when this new club, especially when they're bad. Like it's never that it's never that, but okay. Things I just reached, had to change my settings. Okay. Things reached an apex recently when he bought a new ping driver off the rack and didn't get fitted for it and took it uh, with us to play Spyglass. We live in San Francisco or Central California. I like that, you know, this is making an impact on people. They're realizing that they live <laughs> in Central California. And my dad was asking, he's like, how does Andy like it out there in uh, Central California? And my dad is integrating that into his... his table conversation dinner conversation like, all right dad you, you know, don't need to my yeah. mom's got a a thick boy uh beaker on her coffee maker it's like god you guys mom you're like 70 something like why are you indulging this nonsense but all right go ahead great to be home he insisted he hit first off uh the first tee i mean that's a big wide expanse spyglass tee shot spyglass it's blind yes. but you can like hit it anywhere it's, it's like it's great hole Big swooping downhill hall. Great, great. Pain driver personal. off the rack of big first stage by glass. All right. With his friends, has remarked that he's he's got it. He uh, proceeded to top two balls about 50 yards total. <laughs> <laughs> Did we laugh? Yes. Hard. <laughs> they laughed hard. 
<laughs> this isn't the best written email. I'm, and this is coming from somebody that struggles, struggles with grammar. But it is getting oh. tiresome. <laughs> My question to you guys is as follows. How do we get, get him to take lessons? I have offered. I'm a member at a club. And we have great pros who could help him. But he just won't do it. I've offered many times. Should I call his dad and conspire with him to come play the course with us? Instead, his dad and I will go play while Alex is hoodwinked into an hour-long lesson on me? Do I withhold tea times from him until he sees the swing doctor? I can't watch any more duff chips, quick hooks, blades over the green, or 75-yard boobs, seven irons. That all come with a look at me like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I fucking know I'm eager 10. I like that this guy has the awareness to know that he can't give the lesson. Um, I would say, like, this is what your best friends. It doesn't sound like he has, like, an anger problem. How bad is it? Yeah, just uh, indulge that he's not as good as you guys or not close to as good. Either you want to play with him or you don't. But I wouldn't say, like... He's not good enough, given the realms we're talking about here. Like, we're not talking about a plus five and a 36. Um, that, like, there has to be a better reason to not want to play with them, in my I think, opinion. I think the thing that I, you know, I say this to my dad, so I don't feel bad saying it here. My dad's always complaining about golf. He's always complaining about this. How he's not good enough, or what yeah, do you mean? he's, he's just not, a wall. He's yeah. a wallower. He gets out on the golf course. He talks about how he hits it well. I mean, my dad is effectively this this guy. You know, he <laughs> talks about how he hits it well on the range, and like then he goes to the course, and it doesn't doesn't go well. You know, and um, and what I say to him is, I'm like, what do you expect? Like, you're you're. I think my dad's like a 16. You know, you're a 16 handicap, like. This is what 16 handicaps do. And he's like, well, I'm better than that. I'm like, well, when was the last time you took a lesson? You know? And he's like, and then it's like, then it's like, oh, you know, it doesn't at that point. And it's like, then my dad will go take one lesson and and then won't go back down to build it up. No, no, he won't go back. You know, go. Oh, oh, I took a lesson. It didn't work. It's like, well, that's not how it works. All right. Like you need to put consistent <laughs> effort in if you want to improve or like, what are we doing with our practice? Like I'm guessing, I'm guessing what is it? Alex, the friend here. Yeah. yeah. Alex could be a lot better if he, sp- instead of spending time hitting the ball on the range, like hitting off mats, if he just spent time chipping and putting a guy good at chipping and putting like, right. Anyways, what? like the point of this is you can't force somebody to try and get better. I, I they have to do it on their own terms. And the only One, way you could do that is like continue to push him. And I would just be like, what do you expect anytime he cl- complains? Like you don't take lessons and you're not very good. One element I'll add here. Yeah, you can't demand someone. You can't request someone get better. One element I'll add here. And I don't know what level they didn't go into specifics on this. Like it sounds like he's a very good athlete. The great athletes like go one of two ways with golf. Like it's probably, I, I've known guys who like led the ACC in interceptions who like are horrible at golf and then just, that's it. I'm too competitive to be this shitty and I'm done and I'm out. And it comes that way with lessons too, right? Like there's something, I don't know, masculine, but sort of 
I, I don't know, paternal, like just taking lessons can be hard for great athletes, right? Or being bad at something can be hard or it goes another way where they're like, I'm a great athlete. I am going to like figure this out and go from 16 to a five in, in 18 months. And so I've seen that happen. So like there is that great athlete dynamic. And I don't know, he says he's the best athlete of the, of the friends, how elite he is, but that can be hard to stomach when you are a great athlete and a lot of other. Things. Yeah, it's almost frustrating. And it's not you, the thing about golf is like getting better at golf isn't like every other sport, right? Like you have to like you have to do it the right way. It's not like just going to the gym and shoot a thousand jumpers, right? I played with a, right. a you know, a former professional athlete. Uh, this is not meant to be a humble, humble brag, but he told me like the worst thing anybody said to him. He's like learning. He's, you know, learning the game. He's like, the worst thing people say to me is like, just be athletic. It's like, dude, like that's not, that doesn't work. Like I, that's the I worst thing you can say yeah. to me is be athletic. Yeah. I don't know what that means with golf. Yeah. And like, yeah. it's super frustrating when people just say to me, be athletic. So like, yeah. you know, there's different, different aspects of athleticism. And I think like golf, like golf's a weird athletic sport, right? Like it, using yep. the ground and contorting your body in certain ways. Like the reason, like if you pick it up and play as a kid is like, it's weird for your body to move in the, in the sequence and the, in the ways that golf moves if you don't learn it young. So like, I think you got to be patient. This is one of your best friends. What are we like? You know, like just enjoy yeah. the time and laugh at him, laugh at him. Like, it's fine. I don't, it's one of your best friends. That's like what best friends are for is you laugh about shit. If he gets annoying, then that's a separate thing. You know, if he gets too, too annoying. All right. Next one. This is another one on the sort of playing with inequitable talent. <laughs> the title <laughs> of the email is my GF is much better at golf than I am. This is from Chris. So I've had this problem for a while. My girlfriend is a stick and it's getting to the point where I dread playing with her. I'm not horrific. Shoot like high 80s or low 90s. That's and what have a this blast. guy is. He's he just, you know, the, the guy in the last right. email is L- shooting, the, shooting these yeah. scores and, and his buddies are shooting 85 16. and, yeah. and, and yeah. making fun of them. I'm not horrific. I shoot like high 80s or low 90s and have a blast playing with my buddies each weekend who are around the same level. But she shoots like high 60s, low 70s consistently. (laughs) I don't mind when I mostly play with buddies and have the occasional round with her. But lately, she's been insisting on playing a ton. I'm getting my teeth kicked in by like 20 shots around. I tried convincing the guys to come play with us, but they know it's miserable. And parenthetically, he adds, and she's not the greatest winner. Oh, that's great. (laughs) How do I get out of this or at least make these rounds more fun? Thanks, boys. Love y'all stuff. Uh, This is a great email, Chris. I... uh, It sounds like she likes to dance in the end zone a little bit. Beat you by 20. I I mean, I got to be honest. Like, I come from a different perspective. Like, my wife plays zero golf. This sounds amazing. Yeah. Like to have a partner that wants to play golf is good at golf. I would be like ecstatic, but uh, I guess it could get old. I, gra- I would say the like, grass is always this. greener on each side. My yeah. wife doesn't play yeah. golf at all. I think about like, yeah. oh, if she played, we'd probably play. I'd pl- play a lot more golf, like uh, personally. But, you right. know, the fact is she doesn't. <laughs> right. Right. If my wife or daughter or mom or partner or any kind of thing like was better than me at golf, I would be I would be 
I'd be so happy. I would love it if my wife kicked ass at golf. I think you'd mean you're out there more playing. Um, but I get that this can be a little tricky situation when she's just having a blast beating your teeth, kicking your teeth in 20 shots. Um, so I would not try to get out of it. I would try to encourage it. I, I, this is all, this is our personal per- experience, obviously with married to two women who are not golfers and have no, don't have a lot of interest in getting us out there. So, I mean, that's our, that's who you're talking to here. So I would say, do not try to get out of it. Enjoy it. It's a way for you to get out and play. I've got some advice here besides, you know, just enjoying it. I think you need to turn the competition where you compete with her. Then all of a sudden this nuisance, this annoyance that your, your girlfriend's really freaking good at golf becomes like, oh, this is awesome that my girlfriend's really good at golf because we're kicking ass. Like I would, I would find like, I would be like, Hey, why don't we, you know, every, every golf section in America, whether it's, you know, the Met, the NCGA, the Ohio golf association, go down the list, the gap, they all have like couples competition, mixed events, enter some of these, you know, if, if there's one at your golf course, enter it, play with your wife, and like then all of a sudden this nuisance, like then you're playing like the bad winner, you're on their team. It's like Pat Bev, right? right? Everybody hates <laughs> Pat Bev playing against Pat Bev, but everybody loves when Pat Bev's on your team. And he's the guy that's going around shoving guys, you know, just try riling them up. Like that's the thing. Flip the script here. You're you're doing too much playing against her. If you if it's just you and her going out to play, like one of my favorite things to do. If you don't want to play a match against somebody, if you don't want something to be competitive, set a set a goal score, a best ball goal score for the two of you, and try and hit that. You know, like make it a match against you know the golf course, and it'll like I think you just need to change the paradigm here and not compete against her, and rather compete with her. Yep. Yep. I like that. That that makes it more fun. That was part of this question. How do I make it more rounds more fun? But I would not try to I, I, I try to you know make a little bit more balance of rounds without her, but I would not try to cut down on like diminishing playing together at all. So you want me to go? You got another one? I got one. Here. Go okay. All right. Um I'm an above average golfer in my own words. And I always get asked what my handicap is. I don't have one and I never have. I usually shoot between 77 and 82 when I play for real. What's your advice for answering that question? I think there are two routes. He's going to answer it himself also. Just say eight and move on or dive into why I'm not motivated enough to get or slash buy a USGA handicap into index and pontificate for three ish minutes on having to log my scores, play strictly by the rules and by defined by and be defined by a number. Route one. <laughs> Route one. Go with option one. Just say you're an eight and keep going. Listen. <laughs> I I have I didn't have a handicap for like three years until this year. I, I stopped playing tournament golf. The only virtues I have found in my life of having a handicap up until this year was like the idea of like I need it to play in tournaments and I would keep a score I'd keep an index like I enter scores 
And but like really the motivation was like I can enter the U- 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 USAM qualifying because I have a handicap index. Um, with this, like, dude, like you're just being anti-establishment for no reason here. Okay, I want to be defined by a number. I think a lot of people like being defined by their I, handicap number. You don't have but to enter every score. Here's the thing. You don't have to enter every score. If you don't play by the rules one day, don't enter a score. Yeah. Enter enough scores. When you play by the rules, when you play a match, enter the score. That's all you have to do. And you'll have a handicap index, and you don't have to explain anything to anybody. You don't have to be the guy that's like, oh, you know, it sounds like you play a lot of golf. You don't have to be the guy that's on the team. It's like, uh, I don't know. I'm like a, a seven or an eight. And then people get frustrated with you because it's like, well, what is this guy? Like the problem when you don't have an index is that if you play well, everybody's going to be like, what the fuck? You know, when you don't like, and then also like if you're pairing up with a random guy and you don't have an index and you play like crap, they're going to be like, this guy, this guy's not an eight, you know, this guy's a, this guy's a 15, but he just doesn't have a handicap. So he doesn't know. So like, you're bringing a problem onto yourself. Like when I didn't have an index, I just would say to people like I'm a zero. And if I played like a four, whatever, you know, like it didn't matter. Like, but the thing is like, I just say I'm a zero and I don't go into like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the easy answer here is to get an index or like enter into a score tracking app. Like, I don't care. Just you're bringing problems that you don't need onto yourself here. Uh, yeah, and my advice, if you're if we're limited to the two options he gave us, is just say you're an eight and keep moving on. If you give a speech, there are there are potential that guys in your group are not going to think you're the biggest you're a big d bag for the next four hours. I'm not saying that you are for giving the speech, but that could how it could be received, and you're off on the wrong foot. I also agree, though. Like I I think like you know there's an argument to be made that like this is a divergence. There's an argument to Uh-oh. be made. Uh oh. That the handicap system has, has ruined Handicaps golf. <laughs> this sounds like a big episode. Separate episode. Why? So, like, I'll, I'll use the example. People are members at the same club, at the club, at a club or a golf course, a local course. And they play this course mm. every single day. Or every, right. you know, three times a week. Totally. Twice a week. Yeah. The same course. Well, the index, Yes. Yes. They play the same tees yep. every single time <laughs> from the same spots every single time. This would be like going to the like well, going to a restaurant in your neighborhood, and some people might like this, but going to a restaurant in your neighborhood two, three times a week and ordering the exact same thing every single time. And like I think like personally that sometimes the back tees should be ahead of the forward tees. And maybe you turn a 380-yard par 4 into a 260-yard par 4 just to see what people would do. You know, If you come to Friday player, events, you will get yeah. that. I watched it at the fields. Those guys came in the second day. Like, well, this is a different course. Okay, Andy got out there. The little, little uh, Mike Davis kind of moving the tees up around all over the place. It's a way, if you want to continue to use the restaurant analogy, to get different menu items. On different days. Like, otherwise, you're just getting the same hamburger every okay. time you go 
So the reason that so tie this into the index. So the reason that people can't do this, why they can't move T's around like crazy, is because people need to enter scores, and the courses are rated from specific T boxes. So if 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 you use a hodgepodge set of T's like all over the place, which which like we right. get feedback on this at every event. Holy shit, that was so much fun. I like have never played a golf course set up that way. And that was really cool to see it one round play like h- how I would expect something to play. And then the next round, it's like a whole new golf course. And every golf course in the world can do this. Like you can make a golf course play so much different just by moving tees around. Right. So anyways, the reason they right. can't do this is because of the handicap rating system. And it becomes a question of like, okay, if if I played the back tees, but they were set up today at 6,200 yards instead of 6,800 yards, like what tees do I enter yeah. them from? And that's where there needs to be what? like some fixes because like being able to go to the same course and play a wildly different setup golf course on a daily basis or a weekly basis will drive more interest in the game and more interest in said golf course. But they... That this is a very difficult thing to do because of the handicap system. Good point. Any, you want to do any more? Do um, one sorry, quick. I got. I got a very quick rant on that. No, it was good. I'll do a. That was very good. Jump off from that guy's question mark in an index. This is an extremely quick one and quick answer. This is a very common question out there. I'm picking it for its brevity. How many logos is too many logos for an outfit? Shirt, outerwear, belt, head covers, bag, glove. Side note, our alignment stick covers the biggest scam going. Um, I think a lot of things are the biggest scam going in golf right now and completely superfluous. And the fact that we found every little inch to become a you know next frontier of personal expression is like just boggles my mind that we could spend $100 on this, that, or the other. But anyways, get 20% off in the Fried Egg Pro Shop right now for whatever you want there. Anyways, um, Alignment sticks. I think you go to the PGA show, you could find 25 of the biggest scams going. How many logos are too many logos for the fit? What, more than one, right? This is a very common question. You should I probably don't know. keep it to one. Listen, golf course I, I don't, logos. I don't, I don't like telling people what to do. If you like, I agree. If you like golf course do what logos, you want to do. They, wear whatever the hell you want to wear. Like, it that doesn't said, matter. You're probably going to judge somebody who comes onto the tee and a you know, whatever. One top 10 club shirt, top 10 club visor, top different top 10 club belt and head covers from everyone. Like you you might judge that person. Would you not? Or would you? I like I'm not going to tell people what to do or where. Listen, like I, I, I wouldn't do it personally. Okay. But that's me. And I don't like, yeah. frankly, like I get it. Like, do we judge people that wear like a Niagara Falls t-shirt and then like a uh uh we might a Mount Rainier hat? Like I don't think people judge people that way with like <laughs> what going a to play Well, that's what I'm just saying. I'm just trying to like compare this, right? Like I don't think somebody would comp- co- like in a way like golf courses and I think like this is in a way golf courses are like you know, especially with certain places, like, you know, that's like a an experience and, and a lot of times a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So I don't feel like it, it should be... I, 
anybody should be judging anybody on how they want to express their love. Like, obviously, like those experiences meant something to people. Like, you know, maybe or they just want to peacock. They got in a place where you couldn't go. That's too. So not always the not always the motivation. Okay, go ahead. It 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 could be both ways, but like let people be who they are. You know, is my general theory on life, and and I think uh, you know. Can you give them some shit? Sure. Like you can give them some shit and like people should give me shit too. Like I show up and I'm like in like ratty stuff because I don't really care. And it's like, you know, I have old clubs and I look like a running shoes. Yeah. We're running shoes half the time. So I, I deserve (laughs) shit too. Like that's the thing is like, that's the beauty of like apparel and and style. Like what one person does, doesn't have to be what somebody else does. You know, look at Nick Jonas yep. and his edgy PXG line, you know? Absolutely. Uh, anything else you want to do? Any other questions? We're at the one hour something minute mark, 105. Should we do one more? Any more? We'll do you one want- more. Uh, All right. All right. After work we league have- strategy. It's from JJ. Oh, so I play okay. in a nine hole after work league. It's two versus two four ball match play. There are also league handicaps that only loosely correlate to actual handicaps since we play with gimmies, etc. My problem is that because of the handicaps, people are often focused on their individual score and play conservatively as opposed to actually playing match play and maybe trying to carry a water hazard on a long par four every now and then. Um, Is there any way to encourage my league to start playing more aggressively in the spirit of match play, or am I hopelessly doomed to guys pat patting, (laughs) pat patting down the fairway, hoping to win every hole with a net par? That's pretty good. Um, This sounds like somebody near me cited a course right around me, I guess, where this league takes place. Um, I don't know how you impose your. Uh, just get what do you ask you ask for them just to get rid of the whole league handicap deal and just make it four ball match play like here's the problem another handicap sort of when guys if i'm gonna spend this four or five hour round and play play golf i think a lot of people out there want to have that um that score to punch in after like right that is the american golf i heard a lot about this at the symposium like People in American golf want to score to punch in. They want all the time. Like that's why you don't see alternate shot a lot, if ever. Um, so it's hard to tell guys to come out for this weeknight league or whatever it is, and tell them you're not going to get a score to punch in after. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's uh, that we should try to discourage you know keeping score on everything more often. But um, I think that's a start. I think that's what you suggest. Like, hey, man, work on your handicap somewhere else and let's get absolutely get rid of this whole league handicap deal because they correlate loosely to actual handicaps, which I don't fully understand. Now we're putting a handicap within a handicap for the league. So what's your what's your thought on that? Because it sounds like it makes the matches pretty boring, at least for this individual or, or pretty just uh, vanilla. It's two versus two matches, right? Yeah, best uh, four ball. Yep, I would I would focus all my attention on changing the way people think that uh, about these matches and the way they play 
by just strictly my partner week after week. If you think people are are playing poorly and you know, you can use this to your advantage. You can convince one person, your partner, every week to play more aggressively and win matches. Eventually, start a you revolution. Will, you'll start Starts a revolution. Yes. So that's the way you need to approach this: is get your get your partner engaged in the match. Get them like you know, hey, we're a team. You know, you don't have to be obtuse about it or overt. With overt or obtuse, be the better word there. Uh, uh, overt. conspicuous uh, officious you can be pushing it on them yeah you don't have to like push it on them what you need to do is just be like hey we're gonna win today let's play as a team this is a team game let's like let's think about what we're doing you know and get them engaged that way and you don't even have to tell them hey you're playing more aggressive today we're just gonna play as a team and talk about what we're doing because okay. somebody might Slowly be like, start. I can't, I can't carry that water hazard. I can't do it. And then right. it makes sense for right. them to lay up. Right. Right. I like that. Good question. Uh, all, right. all right. Anything else? That's it. Happy Thanksgiving. You good? All right. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Enjoy safe travels. If you're in the States, bouncing around, traveling for the holiday. Um, we will probably not have a Friday episode. Is that right? Black Friday episode. I don't think that's coming. Maybe we'll do a little advice, but probably not. We'll be back with year in review next week. Enjoy your holidays. um, And thanks again for your continued support.